0: Vamos bien viendo, the Totally Blitz podcast. We finna talk Noche UFC recap today, ladies and gentlemen. And as always, go down, like, and subscribe. Comment your thoughts on this card. Comment your thoughts on the draw. Uh, And these are your hosts. I'm Paul Pickle-Winnem-Concha, and I'm joined with...
1: A shook motherfucker. Like, <laughs> see, bro, if you don't know the podcast, like A lot of people might not know Paul is Mexican. Paul is half Mexican, right? So, like, that's the most Spanish I've heard him see in his life. And I knew Paul when he was taking Spanish one and Spanish two. So, like, that's the most Spanish I've heard Paul say. That was fine. That boy snapped, too. I bet you probably be in New Mexico speaking full Spanish on motherfuckers and Ready come back to come them. back to Tampa just acting like everything's fine. <laughs> Ready for him. Okay, but if you didn't know, I don't mind letting you know. It's your boy Kev Waterboy, a boy, aka the Don Pye, aka the Street Fighter Enthusiast, aka the motherfucker that was at the Gator game this weekend. Shout out the Gator, the UF Gators, man. Them boys beat the shit out of number eleven ranked Tennessee. Talking that shit. We we're supposed to have my dog Mad Max from M- Mad Max MMA from um from Bourbon and Blood Bud podcast. But, them boys is live streaming the Contender Series right now, so he couldn't enjoy my fit. But don't worry, I'm going to send this clip to him. But, Paul! Viva, Viva, Viva Mexico. Viva this was supposed, supposed to be my favorite card of the year. You know how I love the Mexican fighters, and Mexican culture. I'm actually just putting a deposit to go to Mexico this summer on a study abroad trip at school. So, I'm just like, how did I miss the Viva Noche card? But, I was working the UF game. I was getting paid to work on the sideline, so it was kind of. I thought I was gonna make it back in time for um Kevin Holland and JDM, but I didn't get out that bitch till like one thirty.
0: Ah, uh, you missed it. You missed the good one, but yeah, shout out to my Mexican brothers and sisters. Um, born Mexicans went four one and one on this card. Uh, if you count Tracy Cortez, American Mexican, then they went five one and one. So a good showing for all the Mexican talent other than Padilla, but we'll get into it. I'm glad one.
1: that you had to add the if you count Tracy Cortez. You disrespectful, pal. <laughs> but she's not
0: she's not technically Mexican. She's not Mexican born. So like she's American, she's like one of the only American Mexicans on this card.
1: Man, if she Mexican if her parents speak Spanish, they cook great tamales, and she reps the culture, she Mexican. That's pretty true. That's pretty true. But I was about to say, say you're Mexican as fuck. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I am I am but like no
0: I but like some of the mech like mexican that's why I said Mexican born went four one and one this weekend. Uh because that it's all about the flag they're coming out to nowadays. But I mean oh, we, that's
1: that's real. That's real. If you're not coming out to that flag, that's real.
0: But I mean Tracy Cortez, we can start it there. I mean she had a good little show in. She got her little dub. But one of the bigger news is she got injured in that fight and she's going to be out for a few weeks. I can't remember what exactly is the injury, but that girl, Tracy Cortez, got the dub. I want to say it was like something with her shoulder. Like she tore something in her shoulder and she did it in like the first round. So she got a dub with only one shoulder and she's like, that's why I fought the way I fought.
1: No, Rap Cap, she definitely got the UD. Maybe if she didn't get hurt, she would have got the the finish. But now it's... My baby, you feel me? Like Tracy Cortez is going to do her thing every time. But it's interesting that you can, um, because she just came off with such a big layoff and now she has an injury. Like, oh, I feel like I thought she was, she was gonna at least unleash some. Shit. She's 29 years old, I was really expecting her to start going, start picking up some steam and going on a little run.
0: Yeah, and uh, single too. If anyone didn't know, she's no, her and Ortega no longer a thing. It's been about like <laughs> three, four months now.
1: You see how Paul be rubbing that in my face? Like she over here, like she's single for now. Yeah. I'm teasing them. I'm
0: teasing you at home. But I mean, other uh I mean we can make our way down the line. Lupi Godinez, she got the submission win in the second round over Elise Reed. But like to be honest, she was the biggest favorite on the card, minus like four hundred. So like she should have got the dub and should've got the finish.
1: I heard Elise Reed. Before the um, before the submission that she tapped to, they had her like in an arm bar or something. And they explained it that her arm was, this was her arm. Her arm was bent <laughs> like this type shit. And they were saying like, yeah, I don't know what flexibility, what bone she's missing in her arm, but we should get that checked out.
0: We've been getting a lot of that this year. I feel like, and a little bit end of last year, where we're like Muhammad Mukayev, I feel like, is one that started the trend. Like his knee was legit, like, like a U. And like there's just been people who I'm just like that. Like how do you train that? Like what are you, what what are you doing to make sure that like if you get caught in this submission, your bone won't break because that's not normal.
1: I think it's a it's like the chin, like a chin thing. Is like you can just practice bar, but it kind of comes down to the heart at the same time. It's just like it's, it's like Baki. Like, you know how Baki that shit just um that hormone just snaps in his head in his brain and he just starts. It's like that. Like you just have to let that like it's a Tony we'll call it a Tony Ferguson gland. You got your Tony Ferguson gland just goes and you just thinking, not nah, break it. You can break it home. I'm straight.
0: And someone who's wishing they had the Tony Ferguson gland. One of the the only Mexican to lose on this card, Fernando Padilla loses to Kyle Nelson out of Canada. NAMIS decision. And, I mean, from round one, two, and three, maybe I gave round one to Padilla for sure. Round two and three, third rounds of coin toss, second round, definitely Nelson. But, like, Padilla was this head on the fucking center line the whole time. He's just throwing these jabs, and Kyle Nelson's throwing these looping overhand shots, and he's not moving his head. So, yeah, he's tagging him. But at the same time, he's getting caught with fucking overhands that are doing damage, and that the judges are looking at also. Like, oh, like he definitely won that exchange. Look at what the fuck he landed. And I mean, Kyle Nelson was like one in four in his last few fights, and he usually gets knocked out. And Padilla was a moderate to big favorite on this fight. It was. It just wasn't a good showing. Like all the other Mexican fighters showed up and did their thing. Padilla was kind of a shocker that he went out there and just like a stand-up fight is his round so for him to get out out um, struck on defeat to someone like kyle nelson who isn't really known for anything it was just kind of like oh like maybe maybe they missed on this prospect
1: i mean kyle nelson is but from what i'm hearing is that in his last fight he pulled up an upset win this fight he pulled up an upset win and he beat A Mexican born fighter on UFC note? Like when he was really ready to come in and get his W. So Kyle Nelson might be a low-key demon. Like he might be like somebody that we're not talking about right now.
0: He was a parlay buster. That's what Kyle Nelson was. He busted (laughs) everyone's parlay that had Padilla in them.
1: Now that shit is crazy. But Kyle Nelson, from what I'm here, I didn't see the fight before I'm here. Kyle Nelson is that guy
0: but i'm not gonna like as, as mexicans gonna keep our head down too low because we followed up that fight with daniel Selhupper, who to me out of everyone on this card had the best showing like he went in there and dominated on the feet and then got the uh like anaconda choke uh locked in submission it's like split second probably the, the he knocks him down and then Looks at him, looks at him, and then just jumps and like fucking. He looked like a crocodile Dundee when he was sizing up the get the crocodile on the floor. Ah, I got my angle, got his ass, got it. And it also is locked in like three seconds later, he taps, fights over. And Gaglos is not a bad fighter, definitely got heavy hands and everything. But Zell Hupper just, even though the numbers are even, Zell is was fucking him up. Like Zell Hupper, to me, I think we left out of the UFC Noche like whole like at least me like oh shit lightweight's got a hitter 14 and 1 daniel zell who's also he's like six foot one he's pretty big for lightweight also and his takedown defense Golovko's got like has really good wrestling and zell was able to like the def- def- not only defend every takedown but literally make it look effortless like Textbook, uh, someone shoots, then he gets the underhook, and then he's uh, turning his body and throwing it off of him. Like he was just doing everything textbook uh, to stop the wrestling takedown, and then not only dominate on defeat, but then to finish it with the Anaconda choke. I was like, holy shit, this man just did all. He hit all three categories in one fight. I was like, okay,
1: this guy might be the truth. I respect it, but we're low key skipping a fight, we skipping a fight. Which one? Which one we we skipping? My dog, Edgar Chayrez versus Daniel L- L- Lazzaretta from um, Shootbox in um, the no contest. Yeah, the, the
0: one no contest of the fight.
1: Yeah, I was about to say, I was like, yo, bro, I know there was a big, there's controversy on this card for sure. You know, if Sal and his motherfucker there's going to be content, But this was a big deal because I guess Losardo, shout out my boy, He a real Shootbox guy. Wait, this He's man
0: real was 0-4 in his like last four and got like knocked down all of them.
1: Oh. You now he's 04 and 1.
0: Yeah, 04 and 1. No contest. It has never existed.
1: So yeah. So um he definitely but he came into the UFC 11 and one. So like it looked good when they when they got him. But um that's crazy that it went down like that. So I guess from what I've been told that Edgar Shaira has got the um, he got the she got the submission. Can't remember what submission it was per se, but Daniel Arceda just went out for like a second, right? He just went out. And then by the time they called, they called the ref called the fight, immediately the starter like was fine. He was like, oh shit. And it was like, damn, the ref might've called that bitch too early. So before my boy La went motherfucking 0-5, the ref fucked it up. So they just had to call it no contest. How do you feel about that? Because we saw this like a month and a half, two months ago. I can't remember what fight, but how do you feel about this shit?
0: I don't think it should be overruled. Like he, like you said, he went out for a split second. Like the the, there was a moment where you are defenseless, and no longer here with us anymore. But I mean, I I I was just shocked it got overruled into a no contest. I thought they would have just kept it pushing.
1: Hell yeah! I mean, be... I don't know what to. I'm waiting. I'm watching the main card right now, but I'm going to watch the prelims later. But I'm just thinking it's crazy that like that's keeps happening. Like I think I can understand why you can call it a no contest because it is the ref fucking up. That's just the best way to say the ref fucked up. But like now you kind of get stuck in the middle. Do you want to see this fight again? Even though, you know, Edgar Shire probably would um, beat him. Like, do you want to do, do you want to see this fight again? What does it do? Like, no, dude, they need will.
0: just like how the NBA and NFL has started to they they're speeding up the game where they're not taking twenty minutes to talk to New York and they get a decision and then all this it's kind of like we're gonna need an answer in the next forty five we're going to commercial break for forty five seconds and when we come back we're gonna need an answer and I think that's what we're gonna I think that's what USC should do and copy from the other leagues because even like maybe if you can't come come to a complete answer then just continue to fight from where it's at just okay i would fuck like we we don't know for sure if this should be a fight should be over um if it's like the first round y'all just continue where it's at um if it's or maybe like a sudden death round like okay well we're not sure what to do uh sudden death one round Whoever wins this round is the winner. I don't know. There's something where at least the fighters have some, and then the fighters have to agree to it. Like, okay, yes, I'm willing to take that. Like, you know, like something where something can be solved right then and there, instead of no contest. This fight never happened, and then they don't have even have to pay the fighters. Oh, it was a no contest. We don't even have to pay you guys. You know, like it's it's just I don't know. I they need to fix it. I don't know the exact fix, but there are definite pitches out there that could are better than what i just gave but there's something better than this the no contest
1: keep it moving so here's my thing i mean i do feel like there could be a change they could do something better about that the extra round seems like that's a good into the motion but DOC doesn't give a fuck Them boys is still getting paid and as long as this doesn't happen to a main event fighter especially for a championship like nobody's going to give a fuck. Until they lose money for it, nobody's going to give a
0: fuck. And to top it off, I don't think they'll you just said it best. You said the main event fighter. I disagree because even if that happens to a main event fight, there's just so many – Like it's not like UFC back in the day where there's a UFC fight maybe every two months. Um, Now there's a fight every week, so like it just gets swept under the rug. Like, yeah, we'll be pissed off this Saturday because that happened on a main event. But they're not gonna do nothing. It'd be like by two weeks from now when there's two more cards that happen, we're not gonna care anymore. Like that's not gonna be so yeah, I maybe they won't change anything.
1: They're not changing shit. No.
0: Then let's get into the co main event. Oh not co main. Let's get into the I
1: about say what about Rosa. the
0: feature bouts? Yeah, Raul Roses Jr. I like came back uh came back stronger than ever, getting the first round KO. Um people most people thought it would be a submission. But he ends up getting the knockout. And some people think it may have been a little early, but I, I don't think so. I think Raul was dominating. Mitchell definitely got fucking stiffed. Like, there was, like he definitely got stiffed and then fell to the ground. And then a couple follow-up shots, I don't care if he came back to his senses. It was like the fight. The fight was over. He wasn't here for a
1: second. So, shout out, shout out my young nigga. Raul Rosas. Shout out my young nigga. My young nigga grinding. My young nigga's working. All my young nigga's eating. But from what I was told, Terrence Mitchell was like swinging from like swinging from across the motherfucking way. Like he, he can't, it looked like the way he was fighting. He looked like he, he not, he didn't come to get knocked out, but it's just like, who the fuck was he fighting in Alaska to be like, to come in this bitch 11 and 0 or like 11 and 1 or something like that. Champion. Yeah, like, who the fuck was he last? Because this isn't, this isn't it. I think they said he's 0-2 in the um, UFC right now. He didn't have the best performance. And shout out that boy Raul Rosas. That's one of my young niggas. That boy really in that bitch doing it. Got the TKO. I was ready for that. If you told me he got a sub, I was about to say, doing what he's supposed to be doing. But TKO, I wasn't ready for it. And he got that shit done.
0: Yeah, he came in there, blitzed him out, like, outstruck him, pace everything. And then it gets the heavy shot. And yeah, Mitchell, 0 and 2, and both losses are, are first round KOs. So not a good look. Then oh, yeah. we got the split decision on the card. We got a split decision and a draw to get into. Kevin Holland losing to JDM. 29 28, 28 29, 28 29 in favor of JDM. I mean, when you finished this fight, did you think Kevin Holland won, or were you kind of, or were you not able to catch this one fully?
1: You see, if anybody's noticed, I keep turning my head like this. I was literally just watching the Kevin Holland and JDM fight, and I'm watching um Shevchenko and um Grasso warm up right now. But um, what I've seen, Kevin Holland came in with an interesting game plan. Definitely was getting them leg kicks in early, getting them bitches in immediately. You know, I like to see shit like that. Shout out my dog, Alex. He loved them leg kicks. But, but, I don't know. I think JDM put a lot of pressure. And, like, when it comes to, like, damage, like, in the head hits, I can see how you could go with JDM.
0: That was my whole thing. It was, like, like yeah, Holland was landing a few more things. But, like, a lot of his shots were, like, very flim, flimsy. Like, they weren't really – like, they were just kind of, like, almost like showboating type of shots. They weren't really anything that was going to damage, hurt, and, like, set him up for a victory whereas JDM didn't like yeah he talked shit back and forth here and there but he didn't fall into the game plan of what Kevin Holland wanted to do he's just stuck with mm-hmm. what he does and when he landed his shots it was a lot more noticeable in my opinion so I agree I think he should have won an unanimous decision I don't think it really should have been split but it was on paper close fight just if you're just evaluating strikes landed and all that
1: I was to say yeah I'm not gonna I could agree with you on it being um a UD, maybe all twenty nine, twenty
0: eight. Yeah, I can see the twenty nine twenty eights across the board, but I mean, I'm not upset. I just, I'm just happy. Like if Holland would have won, I like, I feel like we would have had a lot more people screaming robbery than what people were talking about when JDM won, because there were still a few talking about Holland was robbed, including Holland. He uh, said that. Uh... He didn't say it was Rob, but he was just saying like. Uh, I just don't know like what the judges are seeing, but like that's not me. I'm not a judge, so on to the next. But you know, like he like he didn't agree with it, but he he didn't say he was robbed. He just didn't agree with the decision.
1: I can respect that. That's real nigga shit.
0: And in this one here, neither one of us made the wrong pick. It was a draw. Alexa Grasso, Valentina Shevchenko. Uh, Grasso remains champion. 47-48, and forty-seven, forty-seven. Um, I mean, it's kind of this was a very hard fight to kind of determine who won because I like Valentina definitely had the wrestling. She definitely had the control time, was on top a lot, doing damage. But then you had the Grasso knockdown, and Grasso was doing pretty damn well on the feet, and to get back to her feet in the earlier rounds when Valentina would land some takedowns. So. I mean, I'm not mad at the draw decision. I'm just mad that, you know, I'm not a soccer fan for a reason. I just don't believe in this tie. Like, so, I, I was just a little, it, it wasn't, I couldn't, there was no hot. Like, there was no, like, climax because of the fact it ended in a draw. I was sitting there a little, uh, like, a little air deflated out of my balloon. Uh, Tina's such a
1: sharp striker. When she's in the paint, just, she just looks so good. Yeah, that's just me thinking about my life. I'm two minutes into the fight right now. But from what I've been told that it could have went either way. Two a lot of people was giving Grasso two, four, and five. It was just a 10, to five, the fifth round being a 10-8. I think it's wild. And I'm just gonna throw that out there. Saudi Amato is the person that didn't um didn't give um didn't give Grasso two, four, and five. He only gave Grasso two and five. I'm just saying, if Saudi is not there, maybe we're not talking about this. Maybe it isn't a draw. But I do think that 10-8 is wild.
0: I mean, it didn't made judging. I feel like we don't say this at, at least once a month. We're sitting here talking about like I just don't know what how we what what we saw. Like I got and it just comes with this combat sports stuff. And and at least with like a, other sports nowadays, there's like a supreme referee that could come in and overrule with the other referees talking some shit. Like, you know, like, we just don't see that MMA ju- uh, with MMA judging. So, it, I mean, we can sit here and argue back and forth the dynamics of who won which round and, like, was it a very, very, oh, this this round for sure is this person's. But, like, it's kind of hard to do that. I, I think at this point the rematch is necessary just because of how close it was. Yeah, the third fight, but the trilogy, and yeah, there are other fighters in this weight class that should probably be fighting for a belt really soon. But there's some unfinished business. I felt like leaving UFC Noche, there was unfinished business, similar to when Figueroa versus Moreno. Like, I just you, you would you will walk out of that um fight just thinking like, all right, they need to run it back because I don't know who really won for real for real, or and now it's tied. Or this and that, so I think we should. This is a fight where I am, I am clamoring for. Let me see the third one. I, definitely not in Kazakhstan. What Valentina talking about? Uh, maybe just uh, give it neutral ground. Put that bitch on Abu Dhabi or some shit or in Brazil. I don't know.
1: Um, I look at this shit like whatever. Well, come to Abu Dhabi in October, so unless them boys the boys find the twenty first,
0: then not Abu Dhabi. But you know what I mean. Just somewhere where. Neither neither one technically is a home fighter.
1: I was about to say they should just do that in Vegas again.
0: Yeah, but, I mean Vegas definitely definitely had the Mexican back supporters, so that's that's yeah. why Valentino didn't want it doesn't want it in Vegas if they fight again.
1: Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I see why they said Valentino won the first round. Yeah, she definitely killed Grasso the whole first round, especially when she got that takedown, and her striking was so superb. But I look at this fight like it's there's a lot of unfinished business, but then it also can kind of like help figure out that division. Cause this division is getting lit really, really fast. Cause you got Fury out, you got Blanchfield, Blanchfield who was in the motherfucking crowd. Cause I want to say they're both ranked number two in Fury Yacht and Blanchfield.
0: Probably. Cause they're both like, they haven't fought each other and they both are on a very good win streak.
1: Cause Fury Yacht was number two before, um, Fury, Yacht, I think was number one before Shevchenko lost. And, um, So Shepche going down, Fury's number two, but Aaron Blanchfield is ranked number two. I just saw on her record that she was number two. And Fury can't go down after her her win against um Talia. She didn't fight Talia Santos. She fought fought Rose. So you're not going down after being a former champion. So I don't know. This is interesting. I think you set up that number one contender, a real number one contender fight. They fight motherfucking the winner of um Hopefully Grasso wins, but um they fight the winner of um Grasso versus Shevchenko. But if Shevchenko wins, I feel like it's going to be a lot of Grasso. Well, she got the rematch twice. Where am I rematch at? Yeah, but, like, that's might,
0: true. That does open you, up that can of worms.
1: You might have to wait in line then because, like, I'm sorry. You might have to wait in line because you want to see something else real quick. Even Moreno and Figgy, we saw something else real quick, and then they went back to that.
0: Uh, I mean, like I said, we're left now with I feel like a lot more questions than answers leaving you uh, Noche UFC, especially at the women's flyweight division.
1: How did you like their performances?
0: I think they both did really well. Like that was another good thing. Like for a, uh, the, that fight, a lot of people are just mad at the draw, and it's taken away from the fact that both of them put on a great performance. Like Valentina used her wrestling and striking. And the Grasso used her counter strike and eventually landed that big shot that almost ended the fight.
1: She so, dropped Valentina. Bad. Yeah,
0: like like they both showed their strengths and it was like a really high level fight. So like that's why I'm that's why I'm also clamoring for the trilogy because it's not like they had a, a very shitty fight for the second one and it's sitting here like I don't want to watch it a third time. It's like no, that was a high level fight. Let me see the third time now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I definitely want to see one more. I'd be down. And then, you know, you know, you know why, why, um, guys still got the edge. She got my dog Diego Lopez in her corner.
0: You do got Diego, the goat Lopez. You
1: no, know I'm saying they don't get no better than that. But yeah, this is interesting. I mean, shout out the UFC for throwing the Vivan Doce, um, noche card because they need us to do something for where you got all these Mexican champions at the time. Like, you better do something for that. So I'm glad they made something shake. It looked like a pretty good turn, a pretty good, um, pretty good card. A lot of them stuff went down. A little bit of controversy, a little bit of robberies. And when it comes to the judging, all I can say is it's part of whatever the whatever the judge says is part of the, It's part of the game. It's part of the sports. Like I've grown calls. numb. I've grown numb. Yeah, there's bad, I mean I'm still gonna get mad in certain situations. Like I just noticed that I'm not I'm not. I think Kai Car Francis robbery is probably the last one I'm gonna get just livid about. Like the rest, I'm just like, are you serious? But um, especially since I don't bet money too, so that's another thing. I think that helps the whole situation. Not bet any money because I know people be upset like watching their dogs get robbed.
0: But see, and the way people are upset, sometimes it works in your favor because i will definitely sometimes pick a fighter to win, and then all of a sudden I'm sitting there like he definitely like my fighter won one round right, and I'm sitting there like he got he got beat up those other two rounds, but I'm sitting there with the judges like maybe. Like maybe my guy's gonna sneak somehow into a, a split decision win. And it sometimes that shit does definitely help you out at the other end. So you'd win him and you lose him.
1: No, I respect it. I mean, that's what I felt watching Devin Heaney versus Lomachenko. When Lomachenko was giving it to his ass that last round, and I was just those last couple rounds and I was just like, Oh I need y'all to bless me. Or like Aljo versus Cejudo. because I thought Aljo won the fight. But every when it when it came to winning round by round, I was just like, so who do might have won three rounds, like so, and I just look at the judge like, woof, or like Max versus um vote the second time, I might not have seen that, but I remember just hearing about it, like woof, Gladstone boys gave vote the one.
0: yeah, and there's definitely a the metrics and all that, but we're not judges, we won't ever be judges, or don't leave the people that want it that don't know what the fuck they're watching the judge.
1: And fun fact, the worst judge ever, Chris Chris Lee Saudi model. They're 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 like neck and neck when it comes to controversy. Is actually one of our own podcast hosts, Gator Boys. That's his old high. That's his um high school teacher. His old high school teacher still teaches high school to this day because he said he's the guy that actually got him into um UFC and MMA. Oh, a little fun fact you'd never know. He, um, he did um he actually did the um the Conor versus Khabib card, and I was like, that's, that was a big deal.
0: Oh, shit. Well, we appreciate everyone staying around for the UFC Noche. Definitely was a fun card. It was fun to recap and fun to make the picks. As always, like and subscribe to the channel. Go down and uh, talk your shit in the comment section. We always welcome that. And uh, talk about your weekend with your picks and what y'all thought of the draw. As always, these were your hosts. I'm Paul Pickham, Winnem Concha, and I was joined with Kevin Waterboy,
1: the street fight enthusiast, Savoy. And if y'all didn't know, well, now y'all know, motherfuckers.